0: It has been a tumultuous 48 hours in Cricket Australian circles. The Chief Executive of CA Nick Hockley is with me. Nick, thank you for being here on SEN Test Cricket.
1: Thank you, Jared. Good
0: afternoon. Let's just go straight to it. Are you disappointed or relieved that Dave Warner has withdrawn his appeal
1: on his lifetime leadership ban? Disappointed, I think. Uh, we worked really hard to uh, amend the Code of Conduct. We absolutely believe in, in remediation and to give David an opportunity to have his sanction uh, relooked at, um, we respect David's decision, but um, yeah, ultimately we're, we're disappointed. Is
0: Warner under a misapprehension, Nick, that the intention of the independent panel is to rehear the original charge against him?
1: Uh, I think we've been really clear with David. I have. Uh, I've been, I've had a very um, busy time in meetings lately, but. Um, I have heard a few comments that uh, are really looking back to the uh, re- the events of, of 2018. And just to be extremely clear, uh, what we were looking at through this process uh, is not into, in relation to the events, uh, the original events. It, it was looking at the sanction and looking at behaviour since and uh, looking at re-looking re- um at modifying that sanction so warner is of the belief that
0: they want to conduct a public spectacle to in the panel's words have a cleansing council assisting the review panel appeared to be determined to revisit the events of march 2018 and he's not prepared to expose himself
1: to that i don't think that's right the uh the hearing and um, in, throughout this it's really important that uh, an independent process uh, is, uh, is undertaken again was purely to look at uh, behaviour since and purely to look at the sanction and uh, we've worked uh, very hard with um, some very eminent uh, experts in the field in line with best practice um Uh, to ensure that a fair and independent uh, hearing was able to be had. And uh, so I just want to absolutely clarify
0: that fact. So that's difficult to reconcile that there are two parties uh, and that one would have gone through the same process and come to a view
1: that it's the opposite intention. I think it's um, the contention was whether uh, the hearing around the sanction was to be uh, private or public. Um, we uh, made an application, uh, as did David, to the independent panel for it to be in private. We, um, you know, don't think it's in anyone's interest to be for this to be uh, unduly public. But the the panel, as is their their right, is. Uh, they felt it um, appropriate for it to be transparent. And as I say, I think on that basis, um, David has chosen to withdraw, but the the opportunity remains uh, in the future for him to to, uh, reapply if he so chooses. Have you heard the word cleansing associated with the process? Uh, I have, and uh, in public commentary, my understanding of that reference was purely in relation to whether select media uh, would be, or accredited media would be able to um, hear the, be in the hearing. Um, so again, I think it was uh, not in relation to the original events of six years ago, purely in relation to whether the re-looking of the sanction um, by an independent panel uh, was to be done with a level of transparency. Um, and I think that was the uh, the recommendation of the of the panel. Nick, was it a mistake to hand control of the process to an independent panel? No, I don't think so. I think it's um, I think what's really important is procedural fairness. And actually, there's some uh, some mandatory standards um, from Sport Integrity Australia that uh, there needs to be a level of, of independence. So uh, we were seeking to put in a a process that was absolutely that is absolutely in in line with best practice and I think you know if there was one deficiency in the code is that once a sanction was accepted previously there was no opportunity for that to look at be be looked at so I think you know where we are today we have an improved code of conduct and as we believe in redemption um, and I'm disappointed that At this stage, David has not uh, chosen or chosen not to take that opportunity to have it re-looked at. So why the notion that a body that imposed... The sanction was accepted. uh, Therefore, there was no means to have it re-looked at. That is why, uh, and we have kept people appraised of the situation right the way through. Uh, We made some announcements after our annual general meeting only just uh, over a month ago that we were looking to amend the code... To afford this opportunity, and uh, we've been very clear and transparent, um, and we've sought to give David that opportunity uh, in line with best practice government arrangements. Was there friction at the directions hearing last week? Uh, I wasn't in the hearing, um, and I'm not aware of uh, of, of, of friction. Um, but I, I, as I said. Post the original hearing, uh, both David and Cricket Australia uh, put forward an application for that to be held in private, and uh, the the panel, which is, um, they're entirely entitled to do, and it's appropriate that they have a, a really good look at it, look at this. And we're talking about some extremely eminent um, barristers, KCs. Um, they felt that it was appropriate uh, that select accredited media. Um, be uh, be invited in, and there was always still the, applica- the opportunity um, for David during that. If there were anything that uh, he was uncomfortable um, with, media being there uh, or his representatives to ask um, that that be um, conducted in in private. So, um, you know, as I said, our intention all the way through is to put in place uh, an opportunity for procedural fairness. Uh, an independent look at this, and uh, we have a strengthened code as a result.
0: Has the council assisting the independent review been removed?
1: Uh, well, I think the panel was stood up for that purpose, and I think the panel would be uh, now that David has withdrawn from the process. Um, uh, I think the you know, the panel will presumably now not be um, uh, not not be stood up. Um, so. Uh, so
0: not removed as a result of whatever had happened in the directions hearing
1: I, I think um, I, I, I would need to check
0: the details on yep. that Dave Warner said he feared a public lynching is that a legitimate fear in your eyes uh,
1: I don't think so uh, again I think the purpose of the hearing was to talk about remediation, about remorse about what David's learned. So far, and certainly my experience, and I've spoken publicly about this before, uh, you know, he's had a, an exemplary record since. And, um, you know, I think we worked hard to provide David with an opportunity to, to put forward how he's grown. Uh, how he wants to contribute. So, as I said, I'm disappointed that at this stage he's not taken up, up that opportunity.
0: Would Cricket Australia have made any submission to support Warner, believing that he had reformed in a manner that you would be satisfied that that,
1: that ban be modified? I think, in, in that sense, that's not necessarily um, our role. But I know that uh, David had a very um, a strong submission, had some... Uh, some uh, some very relevant uh, references. We were certainly, we um, stated our support for his submission. Um, so, But ultimately, it is, uh, our responsibility is to put in, in place an independent process in line with best practice um, and to really afford David that opportunity that prior to the amendment of the code, he would not have had. Are you aware of the old wounds that have been opened up over these this forty eight hours. Uh, well, I think um, clearly, and this is why we also asked that the uh, hearing um, be uh, in in private, and made an application. Is that we are, are conscious of everyone's welfare and well being, and um, and of David's desire for that to be in uh, not to be uh, to be um, to be brought up. So it is disappointing that uh, the night before a test match this has been made uh, very public, and um, you know, ultimately the, the intent all the way through was to, um, to offer David a chance, um, given the remediation and being able to put in place a, a fair and objective and independent process, uh, uh, because, as I said previously, there wasn't that opportunity. So you will have seen James
0: Erskine's comments. Did they all know? Did they all know in the Newlands
1: dressing rooms? So, I mean, I think um, they're, they're on, uh, really un- unhelpful and, and I think, un- unfounded comments. I think as an investigation was was done at, at the time, um, you know, I think it's been said repeatedly, if there's new information... Uh, to be brought forward, then, uh, as with any matter of integrity, there are those avenues to bring uh, to bring forward information uh, at, at at any stage. Um, but I think it goes to the the point that you raise right at the outset, Jared. This was never, and this was not about re-looking at the events or the decision. Uh, this was about looking at uh, the sanction and whether the behaviour since. Um, and the remediation, the remorse, uh, was such that the the ban could be modified. So I so I think yep. I think to open up, I think to open up, uh, if anything has been opened up, then I think that's totally to that's totally counter to the objective the objectives of the the process, um, and I think is precisely what um, David was hoping would not happen. Uh, you know, when he applied for it to be done in private. So the the fresh public allegation yesterday
0: was that post-Hobart in 2016, the team embarked upon a regime of ball tampering which was sanctioned essentially by the
1: governing body. Have
0: you heard that before?
1: I haven't heard that before, and again, I can't comment on, um, you know, kind of these unfounded uh, allegations. All I can say, again, is that an investigation was done at the time A sanction was imposed, it was accepted uh, and uh, what we've sought to do is to look at the behaviour since and whether that sanction should be modified. Could you see
0: any benefit in a public hearing to re-examine all that transpired
1: to try to lay it to rest once and for all? I think... um, I think... uh, I think everyone wants to to move on. I think the... um, I even... uh, so I spoke briefly to the Players Association, uh, to Todd earlier on. I understand that uh, he said that everybody wants to move on. Um, I know that's certainly the mood in the... Um, that is reflective. Everyone's totally focused here on this, this, this test match. Um, we, I said, we believe in remediation. I think that the way that the, uh, the team have conducted themselves, the spirit in which they've played um, since those really unfortunate events has been exemplary. Um, so I, um, you know, again, I think everyone just wants to move forward. It seems to me, Nick, that you need to sit down with Dave Warner. Oh, we sit down regularly and we speak regularly, and um, you know, I think it is. Um, we we've spe- we speak. We've spe- he's been speaking multiple times uh, weekly over over throughout throughout this process.
0: So, have you spoken since he put his statement out?
1: I haven't. He's been playing yeah, playing yeah. in a play, playing in a test match, but we will we will speak. I think David understands that we were you know we were also supportive of uh the hearing being conducted behind um closed doors but um you know equally it is totally appropriate that we respect um the the views of the the expert independent independent panel but I you know I think David knows how hard we've been working on his behalf to give him an opportunity and uh and I will certainly be sitting down with him after the testment.
0: So will you try to talk him back from the edge and and re-engage with the uh, process that he is finding hurtful. Like, there's no disguising the rage in his statement, Nick.
1: I'm certainly looking forward to sitting down and understanding how he's feeling about the events of this week. I think some of the, uh, some of the comments have, that have, I think, um, added to this situation have clearly not been his own. They've been uh, via representatives. So I'm really keen to see how he's going um, and, and how he's feeling uh, following his decision to withdraw. Is it a marker
0: of this Cricket Australia board and your administration to outsource the critical decisions when they come that would be better made by those who are deeply invested in the day-to-day business, which is the chief executive
1: and his, and his staff? No, it's, uh, as again, I refer back to best practice, as the mandatory guidelines from Sport Integrity Australia for integrity matters to be completely independent. And that is best practice. Uh, that's best practice governance. Uh, we are working, uh, making very big decisions every day on a whole range of, of other matters. There's lots of important work going on uh, right now around the media rights process. Uh, we're in very constructive discussions with the ACA around the next collective bargaining agreement. Uh, we've um, done uh, a huge amount of work around the Next Future Tours programme. We've got the Big Bash starting on, on Tuesday evening. So um, this is an, uh, this is... Uh, an area where we have sought to improve the code, and I'm very proud that we've done that. And uh, but this is for the eminent experts um, that we uh, that comprise our our um, our code of conduct commission. I'm not going to stray very
0: far today, but I did want to ask you: Are you close to securing Steve Smith for the BBL?
1: And there are certainly uh, really constructive discussions going on. We would love for Steve to play. Uh, in the BBL, once he finishes the international commitments for the home summer, um, and uh, I'm, I'm re- reasonably buoyed by those those discussions. Have you taken that on personally? I have been involved in those. Yep. Do you detect a,
0: a desire from Smith to be a part of it?
1: Uh, I think um, I think absolutely. He um, uh, he wants to uh, play as, as much as he possibly can he cares deeply about australian cricket and i think the a feature of this uh, current current crop um and i'm looking outside at the, all the kids playing uh, the uh, the Woolworths cricket blast kids uh, playing out, out on the field is they realize there are they are role models for the next generation um so i'm really i'm really hopeful that, that steve will play some part in this year's BBL.
0: And the future tours program, so it's hard not to have an eye to next summer with the West Indies at the moment and nobody wants to be disparaging of them, but they are a struggling test nation. They're due back here. Who will play the feature test matches, the,
1: the Melbourne-Sydney block next year? Um, so we know that Pakistan are here for over the Boxing Day New Year period and um, that's going to be a really exciting series after are uh, away series. I think um, they've clearly got an incredible young squad. We saw that, albeit in a different format, getting to the final of the, the Men's T20 World Cup. So um, they'll be touring over that period, and then um, following that, the West Indies will be back in, in late January.
0: So that's a, a different schedule to, than what we're used to with later test matches in January.
1: Yeah, I think we're going to see that... Uh, one year in four and that's by virtue of where the 50 over cricket world cups appear in the next four eight to eight year cycle Um, so the next world cup uh, has been scheduled for october november uh, next year 2023 in india
0: nick thank you for coming by today uh, and engaging in that and we'll we'll see where it takes us great thanks gerald nick cockley is the chief executive of cricket australia this